Good evening, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I uh, just want to start with prayer and uh, get into it. God, I just ask you for your mercy, for your grace. Uh, help me, God, to, to speak what you want. God, I just uh, agree with what the youth pastor is just praying. God, we want your perfect will tonight, God. We, we want you to take over the atmosphere. We want you to take over the word. We want you, God, to take over our hearts, our minds. God, we, we're here for you, God. We want you, God. We want your clarity in our lives, God. We want you to do a working in us, God. We want you to shift us, God, to the next level, God. We want to be overcomers, God. We want to be victorious in life, God, and, and we can't do it on our own, God. We are broken tonight before you, and we're asking you, God, to feed us. We're asking you, God, to help us run, to help us climb, to help us go forward from this moment on, God. We need you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. I uh, just want to say I'm very uh, privileged to be here. I'm very happy uh, to be a part of I6A Youth. I'm very happy that you're all here tonight as well, that I get to see some uh, faces we haven't seen for a long time. Hello. <laughs> and uh, uh, where's Bogdan? Bogdan, where are you? Hey, Bogdan, nice to see you at youth. Uh, you're not the youngest, by the way. You just heard two weeks, right? That's hard to, or one week, that's hard to beat. <laughs> um, uh, who else? We see a lot of awesome uh, faces. You guys are uh, still going, man, what happened? Youth camp was awesome. This was just amazing. And, and now you guys are starting school, and you're like, oh, man. What's going on? What's happening? And I, I can already see some, you know, kids going on ah, back to the usual life. And what's, you know, what what's happening? And, and you know, and and uh, I know emotions are a crazy thing. Emotions are are uh, wild at times, but uh, but uh, you can govern them and you can uh, push forward. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, God's still in control. That's my main thought. I hope tonight when we pray, we'll be praying, God, be in control, be in control, be in control. God, we acknowledge you're in control. We read it throughout our Bible plan all the time. Just uh, going to highlight some spots for us again to remember what we read this last uh, few weeks uh, and, and go from there. Um, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. We read that today, right? Ooh. And uh, Yuna already spoke this, right, when she opened up youth. And uh, uh, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed by God's command so that what was seen was not made out of what was visible. And... uh, uh, right off the bat, I want to get into, uh, you know, uh, two worldviews. We've got evolution on one side, and we've got the Word of God on the other side. We've got what God did, what, what, what God says happened, right? What the Word of God says. And, and here in this statement, it says that, that by faith we understand that the universe was formed. That's all we have. Yeah, we have evidence. Yeah, when you look at the animal kingdom, when you look at biology, when you look at the, the cosmos, the planets, the stars, there's evidence out there that something, it, that it had a creator. There's, there's so much fine-tuning. There's so much evidence saying that there has to be a God. But yet it doesn't explain 
how from one word everything came to be. And we as humans, we question. We have a lot of questions. And you know what's funny is, is that the devil plays on those uncertainties. When we're not certain, when we can't see the clarity, that's when the devil comes in and he starts playing. He starts throwing thoughts. He starts throwing emotions. And you can get all confused and you can give up on your faith. And it says... Uh, He says that he commanded so that what was seen was not made from what was visible. So there was nothing. I mean, even imagining nothing existing, pure blackness is, is hard for our logic. It's hard to, to have that thought in your head because you're here in this universe, on this planet, and, and all you see is life. You see happening. You, 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 I mean, really right now, you, you see youth. You see chairs. You see you know, people breathing and moving around, and you're like, how do we imagine nothing? It's, it's impossible. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't coincide with our world. It doesn't, un, doesn't fit in our logic. But, but that's what the Word of God says. And uh, there's some other things that... Uh, uh, that were interesting uh, in Ecclesiastes. I started to read Ecclesiastes. I read a couple chapters because uh, I was just uh, going, God, <laughs> I haven't read Ecclesiastes for a while. Let's try to see what's, what's going to feed me in there. And, and, and uh, here's some uh, interesting things. Um, Ecclesiastes uh, 3, 9 through 15. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Or maybe I cut some verses out, but I, I, I copied and pasted from the Bible app. And so I cut some stuff out later so it could be shorter. But uh, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Whatever is has already been and what will be has been forever. Before, sorry, has been before, and God will call the past to account. Ecclesiastes three, nineteen through fifteen, somewhere in there, it says this that uh, it's very complicated. <laughs> in these first these tra- three chapters, King Solomon, who wrote the book, uh, 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 is going through ups and downs. It seems like an emotional roller coaster where he's saying, you know what, I threw myself into sin and into after this world and, and I experienced everything, but it all came to nothing. And then I said, okay, I'm going to attain wisdom. I'm going to pursue God. And, and he started to pursue God. But then he realized another thing is that, you know, the righteous and the wicked, they both die. So what's the point of pursuing righteousness? And then he went into another thing, but, but and he goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, I, I'm, I was... Uh, a little scrambled here on my notes. I was trying to uh, uh, tell you this, that uh, God uh, <laughs> leaves that picture blank for a reason. And that's so that we would have room for faith. You know, I wish that God would explain everything to me. I wish that God would, would answer all my questions. I wish God would make life so, you know, notched out to so I you know can, can maintain control and I can function in, in my boxes and stuff but but God's not like that. God demands faith. God wants faith. God God created something uh, outside of you know God's out there and in his world uh, in his little place that's called our galaxies our world system is is uh, is uh, order and, and he's in control. And he's outside of our system. And everything that he says and everything that he is doesn't fit our logic, doesn't fit our reasoning uh, according, you know, 
I don't know, doesn't fit easily, but it fits. Okay, let me, let me continue reading some things. Uh, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Uh, we read that. Okay, uh, back to uh, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 3 through 9. We're going to read from, from 3. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen that burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. It means even if we attempted to think about, you know, the whole Bible all at once, we can kind of have an outline of what, what the beginning was and all the different people, all the different stuff. We got a good glimpse of that reading Hebrews chapter 11 today, right? Or... Uh, Chapter 11, right? Yeah, Hebrews 11, about all the patriots and how they lifted their faith over what they wanted, over what life was demanding from them, but they trusted God, they, they leaned on God, right? We had a pretty good glimpse of all the different things, the Red Sea, the, the, the Moses and, and Abraham and everything that happened, but it says that, that in it, as humans, we want to have answers, we want to have uh, certainty, we want to have, uh, you know, an assurity that we can't, you know, be shaken, we can't be, uh, we can't be moved, and, and in it all, Solomon is saying this, he says that, he has set eternity in the human hearts, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to the end, it's, it's too great of a thought, too great of information, it's too much, for us to handle. And that's what he's basically saying. And that's just, you know, if we had the time to investigate and research all of the different things we could research, you know, how things happen through history, the, the geological structure, the atmospherical structure, the, the chemistries, the biologies. There's so much information in this world that it's imp- impossible to really get a grasp on life logically. And then he goes, I know that there is... Nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of us may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. That is the gift of God. I, uh, I sat here just before youth and Ruby comes up to me and goes, You know, Andre, oh man, I, uh, my muscles are hurting. I'm like, oh, that's great. He's like, what would you do? He goes, I've been lifting uh, you know, cinder blocks or some blocks. Or where He's been working hard. I'm like, yes. That is so good. I'm so glad to hear that you've been working hard. That Finally, yes. This is like highlight of my uh, week. Somebody else has been working hard. This is, <coughs> this is good. And uh, uh, there's a toil that's placed on humanity, right? It says that Adam, he, uh, uh, when, they, when they bit the forbidden fruit, uh, their eyes are open, and all of a sudden a curse came upon them, right? And it says that you will toil. You'll toil for your food. You will, thorns will come. Life is messed up from that moment on. And there's, a, there's, a, there's something about life that isn't easy. Thank you, Dennis. I'm going to continue. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken away from it. God does it so that people will fear Him. And uh, uh, 
I remember Ramil was talking about the fear of the Lord, right? What is the fear of the Lord? It's just this reverence of God. God, you're, you created the world. You created my life. And you're in control. He really is in control. And, and if that's the case, then I should be paying attention. I should be asking you, what is my life about? And what am I supposed to do? And what is your perfect will? Help me attain that. Help me live that out. Help me find that. And, and, and help me align me. Help me. Right? And uh, then this crazy part in Ecclesiastes, the last part of uh, 3, 14 and 15, I think it says, God does it so that people will fear him. Uh, whatever it has, whatever is, has already been, and what will be, has been before. And God will call the past to account. And this is a crazy thought for me. It doesn't fit my head at all. This, this scripture is it's intense. It's basically saying that God can see everything forward. 10, 15, all of the time that's appointed to this world, he's already planted, he's already seen it, he's already, that's how he can, he can you know, prophesy, he can tell us about the end, he can tell us about the Antichrist, he can tell us about how the world is going to come to a conclusion. He created this thing. It's like if you were a watchmaker, right? And you could, you could calculate the parts. And you could, you could determine how, how long the metal would take to wear out before the part breaks. Or you've seen, you know, you created, you know, watch uh, 3005, you know, 10 years ago. And now you're seeing, you know, part, part number, uh, you know, 672 come in for repairs. And you're like, wow, okay, that metal piece, it wears out at that point, right? And this is, you only have this lifespan. You're a watchmaker. God is a human maker. God is the, the creator of the world. He has things so figured out, so fine-tuned, that watchmaking doesn't compare. And he has the ability to, to speak things into existence, and they come into... It doesn't, it doesn't fit our logic. There's no way to wrap your mind around it. But yet God exists, and he's in control. I, I don't know how to, how to explain that. I'm probably losing all you guys here, but... That's what I'm thinking about when, when my life is uh, going through hardships, when my life is uh, uh, going through crazy times, you know, like uh, 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 when you have things all lined up and you think, okay, my life is going to go like this, it's going to go like this, it's going to go like this, and then God goes, okay, do you want my will or your will? And it's like, yeah, I want your will, I want your will. And he goes, okay, then get ready. And something happens you know it, it gets crazy <laughs> and God goes okay I'm going to take this away you don't need that okay or I'm going to put this in your life now take care of this and you're just like oh man that doesn't fit the schedule and, and, and I want you to do this I want you to open up this time here I want you to give up this I want you to take this I want you to give that away and it's like whoa 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 God huh? you know but I want some control of my life I want, I want to be able to think you know 10, 15, 20 years down the road what I'm going to be what I'm going to do and yet we read the Bible every day and we come over scriptures like this. And I'm just, I'm just trying to be real. I'm just trying to say, hey, I'm trying to figure this thing out. If God's in control, then he's in control. Yes, we have a free will. Yes, yes we have an ability to choose to, to, to live for God or, or not live for God. Or we have the ability to go left or right. But yet, we also have the ability to say, God, what do you want me to do? And that's God's perfect will. But then you have to actually do what he says. And uh, I want to read uh, Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes, another big chunk. So please, uh, please just uh, follow with me. Thank you.
And this is uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 2, 1 through 14, and uh, down through 26. It says this, I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of their lives. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planned vineyards. I made gardens and, and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs of water and groves of flourishing trees. I brought male and female servants and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks and, than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I, I uh, amused uh, silver and gold for myself and the treasures of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers and, and uh, harm as well. The delights of a man's heart, I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. And in, in all this, my wisdom stayed with me. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my, uh, my heart's no, no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor and this was the reward for all of my toil yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve everything was meaningless and chasing after the wind nothing was gained under the sun then I turned my thoughts to consider wisdom and also madness and folly that what more can the king's successor do than uh, what has already been done I saw that wisdom is better than folly, just as light is better than darkness. The wise give eyes in the, uh, the wise have eyes in their heads, while the fools walk in the darkness. And uh, later he goes on to realize that, again, it's going through this craziness of, of 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 roller coasters and emotions, and he's writing all this out, and he's saying, he's saying. I've done it. I've lived life to the fullest. I've had everything. Actually, he's the most richest, wealthiest man in history. And he, God says that he will ever be. There will never be anybody richer. Nobody will ever attain more than King Solomon, right? He is the richest and he will stay the richest forever. And we know of rich people today, but nothing compared to what King Solomon had and, and maintained and owned and got to be a part of or, or, or got to see himself be a part of, right? But, but yet he, he writes these words like, man... It's meaningless. And then he writes words like, you know, what's me- you, know what- you know what life is all about? Just enjoying your food and-, 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 and helping somebody else. That's it. If you can do that, then you're living a glorious life. And he says, if God's in control and he's assigned a toil for you and you're going through hardships, be happy about that too. Because uh, uh, you're part of a watch. And that's it. And... If you can't live with that reality, then rebel. But if God has assigned you to be this part of, of his kingdom, this part of the watcher, or he's assigned you to do this task and that's lifting bricks for 20 hours, whatever, you, at the end of the day, be happy. That's real Christianity right there. It's a... Uh, I'm not trying to build an illusion. I'm not trying to, to hype you up tonight. I'm not trying to, 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 to give you uh, this, uh, some kind of a magic show. I'm just trying to say, you know what? Life is not easy. Life is difficult at times. Life is, life is uh, uh, hard work. It says that uh, uh, work is the lot of man in chapter 3. It says that, that every man has to work, you know, and, 
And in America, we, we all want these dream lifestyles. We want everything to be pretty. We want everything to be perfect. We want everything to be nice. We want our weddings to be perfect, right? Like, you know, and, uh, and, and uh, we want all the colors to match. And we want the flowers to work together. We want the music and the songs and, and the dance accord, you know, coordination to go right. We want the limo to show up on time. We want all these different things to happen. <laughs> and I'm sharing because uh, you guys know I'm getting married in, in two weeks. And, uh, and we want all our finances to still stay normal. And we want... And we want <laughs> We want the best apartment, and we want, we want all this, and we want all this, and we want all this, and we want all this, but, but in the end, you run, 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 run. And in the end, if you lose the focus on why you are alive, then there's no point. There's no happiness. There's no blessing. There's no joy. And I don't know why I decided to preach tonight. I, I, other than, you know what, I trust that God is in control. I said, God, if you're in control, you'll give me something to say. If, 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 if you wanted me to preach, if Father is asking me to preach and, and he's saying, take this time. I know it's, life is crazy, but I want you to preach. I want you to focus on God. I want you to, to dig up something for the youth. I want you to feed, you know, do something. I want you to stretch yourself. And I'm like, this is nuts. This is nuts. This is crazy. But, okay, you know what I, what I know is I don't want to miss the open door. I don't want to miss the uh, opportunity to say, yes, God, I'll do it. Yes, God, I'll be a part of it. Yes, God, that's where you're sending me. I'll go. And, uh, and uh, I, uh, I just wanted to say we can't be afraid of work. We can't be afraid of hard times. We can't be afraid of persecution. We can't be afraid to suffer. That's a lot also in life. And uh, we already said, you know, start, you know, pastor preached the message on the cross. Be willing to die. Be willing to, 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 to lose your head for his name. And that's what we read today. And that was, was so inspiring today in uh, Hebrews. We read, uh, uh, it says this. Hebrews eleven thirty two and 40. It says, I'm going to read another big part. So just focus, please. And what more shall we say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon. And this is after he's listed Abraham and Moses and, and Joseph and everybody else. He says, you know, I'm going to quickly mention this. And he says, uh, Gideon and Barak, Barak and uh, Samson and, Joseph and Jephthah and about David and Samuel and the prophets. Who thought faith conquered kingdoms, administ- administered justice, and gained what was promised? Who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames? And escaped the edge of the sword. Whose weakness was turned to strength. Who became powerful in battle. And routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead. And raised to life again. There were others who were tortured. Refusing to be released. So that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeering and and flogging. And even uh, chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were swayed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in crags and holes in the ground. Those were all commended for the faith 
Yet not of, none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. That's a lot of information. You guys are like going, wait, wait, wait. What's the main, what's, what is he trying to say? And, and what I'm saying is this. That's Christianity. It's putting God first. It's putting God's word first. It's putting God's kingdom first. The craziest part is when this guy is, is saying this. is uh, There were others who were tortured refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. That person had some clarity on what he was living for. That's intense. They're torturing you and they're saying, hey, we can release you now. And he goes, no, finish me. I'm going to heaven. (laughs) That's crazy. That's insanity. But that's a highlight in our Bible plan today. And yet, you know, I know some of you guys are going to schools and you're like, man, how am I, how am I going to do the school club? How am I going to pray once a week in my school? How am I going to organize? How am I going to invite people to club? How am I going to, how am I going to preach the gospel at my workplace? How am I going to you know, uh, uh, get their attention? How am I going to fight the system? How am I going to not get wrapped up in job, 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 money, 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 hustle, 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 myself? And uh, you got to keep the focus. You know, overcoming inertia was a, was a heading of this year. Is hey, you know what? We're going to fight. We're going to wrestle with our Bibles. We're going to wrestle with, with God. We're going to wrestle with uh, that time to always be there, to, to stay faithful in prayer. We, we're going to wrestle with, with having His vision, His purpose, His goal in our life. We're going we're gonna to fight this thing. We're going to fight life, right? That was our heading in the summertime. And, and, and life is happening. Life is busy. Life is crazy. Father, pastor tells me, you know what, Andre, get ready. When you're going to get married, life is going to get more intense. And I believe him. I believe him 100%. And, you know, in my mind, you know, marriage means, oh, fantasy life, and everything goes sweet and awesome. And he goes, no. He goes, no, get ready. You're going to work twice as hard now. And I'm like, I'm already working pretty hard. <laughs> I don't know if I can work twice as hard. Well, you're going to work harder. And, and, and he's saying, you know, you're stretchable. You're all stretchable. We're all stretchable. We're not at our capacity yet. And uh, it says uh, Hebrews 10, 36 and 39. It says, a couple chapters back, you need to persevere so that what you have done, once you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come. And will not delay. And but, and, but my righteous ones will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back. And we are, we are, and are destroyed. But, oh sorry. And those who shrink back and are destroyed. But to those who have faith and are saved. You know, and uh, that's it. That's all I want to share. Uh, I want to be one of those who doesn't shrink back. I want to be one of those. Uh, in today's world where everything is so slight, everything is pitched at just entangling you and ripping you away from God's kingdom. Everything, every, every TV show, every uh, 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 channel on the radio, everything is just, just, just 
to get your attention, to get your focus off of uh, every, every, uh, every, uh, uh, every time you go to school. There's so much stuff happening against you that if you're not preparing, if you're not reading your word, if you're not, if you're not saying, God, how do I find you? How do I hold on to you? You're going to be one of those who turn back. You're going to be one of those who goes, you know what? That's impossible. I know. Logically, it's impossible, but you've got to apply something. And that's called your trust in God. That's called your faith. And it's called long-suffering. It's called endurance. It's called, you know what? My emotions are so crazy, I'm just going to stop trusting them. I'm just going to go with, with what I know. And that is, God, I need you. I need you. I need you. And uh, you'll make it. I want to say this is that... Uh, In due time, God does bless. In due time, in seasons. God orchestrated everything to be in seasons. And, and even the crazy seasons, God will bless you. God will watch you walk through the crazy seasons. I want to say, Ilya, you know, uh, uh, out of everybody at camp, I think you have the, the most uh, hardship, I think, at camp. He had his phone disappear, and, and yet he, he said, you know what, I'm here at camp because I want to see God, and I want to know God. And, you know, it... it Getting a new phone, an expensive phone, and then to watch it disappear out of your life is something challenging. It's, you know, it's, it's something that's challenging. Hey, do I continue to be faithful and trust God? Do I continue to, to go to this crazy youth service, even though I'm all the way from Bellingham, you know, and I drive an hour to come here for what? You know, and, and I come to camp, and I spend the time with God, and, and my phone gets missing, right? Somebody takes it, and, and what's up with all that? You know, and I, and I see, you know... Uh, people like that and I, and I go you know what God blesses in due season just in this whole thing God is testing you God is checking your heart God is seeing what you're about and God blesses in due season and uh, I want to say this uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 1 verse 19 it says this the willing heart the willing the willing heart to, to, to listen and uh, to obey it's not just obeying, but it's willing to obey. And that's the difference in the attitude. And uh, uh, that's what I want to pray about today, is to have the willing attitude to go, God, in the midst of craziness, in the midst of struggle, I'm willing to obey whatever you want me to do. I, I'm willing. I'm changing my attitude. I'm going, you know what? I want to stop focused on everything that's, that's happening all around me, all the things that are happening in my school, in my, in my, in, in my family, in my, in my situation. And I want, to just, I want to just be willing to obey. I want to just be willing to, to rest in you. I want to be willing to trust in you. I want to be willing to, to rip off every single thought and go, God, I need you. I want to stretch out to that throne room and I, I need you. I have nothing, nothing else to solve me, to solve my situation, to solve where I'm at, to solve what I'm, what I'm fighting. And that's all, that's all I wanted to do today. When I came to youth, that's, 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 that's it. That's, you know, I just wanted to cry before God and say, God, I need you, I need you, I need you. And please show up in my life and please help me make the right decisions and please steer me, God, and please take over and please, please help me.